welcome to the Destiny Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. Yes, there it is. Um, we're going to start talking about healing. Um, I think, am I right in thinking that Rebecca spoke to you a lot about healing so far? You might have had one or two sessions with her about healing, yeah? Quite a few. Quite a few. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't, I didn't intend to really go back over theory again because she's covered all of that, um, and she's covered it very well. But I want you, I want you um, to go back a couple of weeks when we were talking about words of knowledge, and I asked you a question, which was, how would you pray for someone who was sick? And the, our answers was, um, okay. Uh, I think we were using that example of the woman who had the bleeding bowel. So we said, how would you pray for the person who's got a bleeding bowel? And what we said was, well, we would go to them, we'd ask them if we could politely put their their hand maybe on their stomach and put our hand on theirs, and then we would command the the bleeding bowel to be healed, and we've learnt to speak to the condition and tell it to to go, and we've learnt to uh, expect that you know, Jesus died on the cross, so therefore all of the healings included. And we all concluded that's what we would do. And then we watched Bill Zabritsky, who of course put his hand on her left ear and commanded a demon to go. Which was just opposite to what we would all think of what we would do. And I was trying to put over the point that actually in healing... It's the key is follow Holy Spirit. And however much we might think that we don't follow a formula, we're actually following a formula because what have we learnt to do? Put our hand on the person, laying hands on them, speaking to the condition, i.e. saw arm be healed, cancer go. And that's how we speak. And we're not including following Holy Spirit now I'm not one to say that laying hands on someone and telling the condition to go is wrong, it's not it's what we indicate what Jesus shows us to do but if we're but the, the key to, to seeing the release of healing is the follow of the Holy Spirit because he knows how to do it so when faith was um, in, on school and she goes she went on the mission trip and she's praying for a lady who has got a, a painful elbow called tennis elbow very painful she was praying for her for quite some time and nothing was happening no. but I lay my hands on your sore elbow I'm telling that pain to go I'm telling that swelling to go down in the name of Jesus I'm speaking to this condition I'm telling you to leave nothing's happening but she's doing all the right things and so at that point she goes Holy Spirit help me what have I got to do and she she has an impression so this is not a I've heard the Holy Spirit say she just has an impression to do round and round the garden like a teddy bear so that we have that little nursery rhyme here I don't know whether you have it in Germany and you would go round and round the garden like a teddy bear one step two steps and a tickly under there and, and the kids laugh and it's all great fun so initially her feeling was don't be daft that just must be me but there was something in her that said 
Well, I'm not going anywhere, am I? But what I'm doing, I'll just, I'll just be, I'll just be silly then. I'll just be childlike. And she said to the woman, "I'm just going to do something. It's a bit silly, but I feel feel to do it." So she went round around the garden like a teddy bear, one step, two step, and as soon as she went two step, the pain and the swelling instantly went. Now you go. That's where we've got to be. Follow Holy Spirit. And that's a lovely example of what I'm trying to put across to you. That the key is learning to hear and follow. Remember Jesus said, I only do what I see my Father doing. Say what I hear my Father saying. So that's what he did all the time. And you notice, if you look through, if you read through all of his healings, the ones that are described, they're different all the time. They're never the same. He doesn't do it the same way each time. He does it differently. Well, the difference, of course, is following Holy Spirit, who knows how to bring this about. Now, why that should work, who knows? Maybe it was just her desperation. No. Again, with Ian Jeffries. Ian Jeffries, unfortunately, can't come and speak... Um, on the school this time but I did record him last time so we'll watch next week we'll watch the recording the sound isn't so clever we'll just have to put up with that but I mean there was a guy who initially just didn't believe that Christians could really pray for the sick and see them healed that's what his initial feeling was um, and he didn't feel that he as a Christian had authority to do that sort of things and it, and it took a real change of thinking called repentance a real change of thinking and then for he's starting to see wherever he would go at work or on holiday people getting healed and some lovely, lovely testimonies when he was in Spain prayed for a lady who was blind and she totally saw but she prayed, he prayed for her over a week they were in Spain for a week first time prayed for her nothing much seemed to happen second time she started to see flashes of colour third time a little bit more fourth time more by the end of the week she could see perfectly I think that's wonderful you know Hannah Fairbrother, uh, um, Fairbrother who was in, in church when she uh, she went to a um, was it Soul Survivor or something like that it might be the one that we might go to in August um, River Camp, River Camp. Um, she was asked uh, well, the, the speaker had said, uh, OK, we're going to pray for people now. Uh, go next to somebody who's not well. Uh, she was next to a woman in a wheelchair. So she said, right, I'm going to pray for her. And so she did all the things that we would were talking about. We would do, you know, in the name of Jesus, I tell this pain to go from you, from your back. The lady wasn't paralysed, but she had very severe pain in her back. I tell it to leave you now in the name of Jesus. Lay your hands on and nothing was happening but there was something in Hannah that said I ain't giving up I'm not leaving you until I see the healing and she said there was like 10 people praying for this lady eventually Hannah's the only one left 40 odd minutes of praying now what she said was there was something in her and this is following Holy Spirit again this is, there was something in her that said don't let go you know don't go so it wasn't to you know do a different way of praying there was something in us that was saying don't let go 
go stay here and after like 40 minutes the woman goes the pain's gone so Hannah goes well, do you want to try standing up and the woman's totally healed to the point that she leaves her wheelchair at the conference and walks home I mean it's just stunning but there was that that follow the Holy Spirit which was stay here do you get what I mean yeah, yeah. that was the bit of following the Holy Spirit um, so I was trying to think of a few different instances of healing I've seen and every time it's different so I'm praying for the guy who's got schizophrenia so how do you pray for someone with a mental illness well I started off with the lay my hands on you tell this sickness to go and then I felt this is a demon not a sickness not a physical sickness this is a demon I'm dealing with so I then started to te- command a demon to leave demon of schizophrenia to leave him I am not saying that every person who has schizophrenia has a demon I'm just saying in that instance I'm commanding a, a demon to go now we didn't I didn't see any manifestation like we did with Bill Spritsky and that lady who had the breeding bowel didn't see anything like that okay but I had this inner you know where we talked about this inner knowing something that you know that you know that I was coming against a uh, a demonic force and I'm telling it to go wonderfully the father two years later let me know that his son was totally healed totally healed from from it so there was deliverance occurred there not in the screaming or the writhing around or whatever but the thing went Um, I remember having a word of knowledge about a clicking knee and there was about six people and I just said there's somebody here who has a knee that clicks and this young girl says yes me and in that instance so what would we normally do well I'll come up to you and lay my hands on your knee then and I'm going to uh, pray that all that clicking stops etc but it was more of a declaration of health it was like I'm standing this far away from her and I said I just felt this to speak it out in the name of Jesus your knee is healed and she just it is I know she's jumping up and down on it all the clicking had gone and she was healed so it was that it was like that follow the Holy Spirit to do a declaration rather than go put my hand on your knee and, uh, and I think in reality I think if I'd gone and done that I wouldn't have seen anything because it's like it's follow Holy Spirit again um, I'm walking out of church and I walk past a woman and the Holy Spirit says command the potassium levels to increase so I'm not medical I haven't a clue what all, I didn't even know we had potassium in us so I just <laughs> I just turned around to the lady and I said I feel the Holy Spirit just asked me to command your potassium levels to increase to which she immediately starts to shake I must be on something here so what do you do so I had to remind myself I'm told to command potassium levels to increase so I'm not doing the oh Jesus please heal this lady or anything like that so I'm just speaking to her I command potassium levels to increase and she's shaking I'm thinking this is brilliant 
but I didn't know what else to do. So we just finished the prayer. She said, thank you very much. And I went home. Following day, I got a phone call. She went to the hospital um, for, she was, um, had a appointment to go the following day to have a hysterectomy. She went to have the hysterectomy and the doctor said, after doing a pre-op examination, they said, I don't know why you're here. I know it's on your notes that you're due to have one and you should have one from all the previous investigations, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. You can go home. So I said to him, well, what's potassium levels got to do with hysterectomy? And he said, nothing. So again, it's like, follow Holy Spirit rather than try to work it out. Fortunately, I don't know anything medical, so I couldn't work it out. But if, if I was medical, it would be a, a struggle. Now, of course, I didn't ask her, um, what is it you want prayer for? Because I'd been heard the Holy Spirit say, command potassium levels to increase. So I wasn't into the engaging with you. Okay, so what does all that mean to you? Because I was going to follow Holy Spirit. He said, command them to increase. So I'm not there trying to get more information and interview you. Oh, why would that be interesting? Why would potassium levels? Because, to be honest with you, I'm not medical. I don't need to know. So another instance was um, a woman asked for prayer who had very poor eyesight. She had had glasses on with very thick lenses, uh, you know, big signs on the wall she couldn't read um, and I'm stood there with June Richards uh, and we're going to pray so we start to do the lay hands on you, praying for your eyes, you know, whatever we wanted to do, never bold enough to put mud on her eyes like Jesus did but we put our hands on her eyes and we started to pray for her healing and all of a sudden there's this, it wasn't there before but all of a sudden it's now you could smell nicotine very strongly. It's like, where did that come from? And so the, then that inner feeling of, this is a demon, not... Phys- it's a bit like Bill Sabritsky. I'm now praying for a demon of nicotine to leave her rather than pray for her eyes. So I start to command this demon of nicotine to leave. Immediately she's manifesting a demon and it coughs out of her and goes. She takes her glasses off and she can now read things without her glasses. Why <laughs> nicotine associated with poor eyes? I haven't a clue. But again, if you didn't follow Holy Spirit then you would have been left with the I've laid my hands up on your eye and I'm commanding this eye to be healed and, and nothing's happening so I'm trying to encourage you with the follow Holy Spirit now I wanted to say it's not as easy as I've just said to be honest, it seems we're going to be talking about failures now with Randy Clark it is not as easy as I've just said because a lot of the times you don't hear anything you don't sense anything you don't feel anything it's not like you've got it and I really feel that it's a mindset that needs to change you need to understand that you're following a pattern in the way that you pray for people somebody's come forward for prayer they've got their same knees sore 
So you fall into the pattern of prayer, which is lay hands on knee, command it to be well. And that has become a norm within the evangelical charismatic church. And because it's become a pattern, my initial thought is not, Holy Spirit, how do you want me to pray here? It's, Jesus, you've done everything on the cross, like you've been taught. There's nothing left. It's all done. Therefore, if I lay my hands, there's the power of God comes through my hand. When I lay my hands on your knee, you're going to be well. And that's become our, our logical thinking. And all of that is a truth. Do you get what I mean? It's not wrong. It's all true. But the, one of the keys, and I'm only going to say it's one of the keys, is Holy Spirit, I want to follow you because you know how to bring healing to this lady's knee. It could be a word of command. Be healed. It could be round around the garden like a teddy bear. Do you get what I mean? Something as daft as that. It could be I might need to pray for you for five days for for that healing to come. It could be I might need to stay with you for 45 minutes praying for your knee for that healing to come. It could be that I have to get you to jump in the air for that healing to come. It could be that I have to get you to run round in circles even though you've got a bad knee for that healing to come like Irving had to do when his healing came and he kept I don't know if he's told you this you know, these stories of fibbing to the oh yes I'm healed when he wasn't just so they could sit down again and in the middle of all that lie God heals him <laughs> just so funny anyway you know so it, it could be that you have to get the person who sat down and lift them out of their chair for them to be healed and the only way we'll get to know that is for us to have in us a change of thinking which is I'm going to stop doing the pattern and I'm going to start following you Holy Spirit and if I'm not feeling or hearing anything at the moment I'm going to it says earnestly desire the high gifts I personally will start now earnestly desiring to hear you respond with you that guy Bill Sabritsky who we watched doing his words of knowledge and it was just stunning watching him if you listen to his testimony um, a guy came over from England to New Zealand um, he had obviously got saved and was uh, baptised in the spirit but had never seen any healings or any sort of miracles and he had the opportunity to for whatever this guy was doing a long mission in, in New Zealand to go with him every time he prayed and the guy from England would say do you see it now Bill? and Bill would go no do you hear it now Bill? no do you, do you sense the Holy Spirit now Bill? and he'd go no but he kept on going and there was a point he says in his testimony where he, the guy from England said do you see it now Bill? and he went I see it right there was a breakthrough in his hearing in his seeing in the spiritual realm and then we can get the result of that where we see him doing those wonderful words of knowledge and people getting dramatically healed but that came through this persistence to say I want to follow you Holy Spirit mm. so why doesn't it come simple and easy well 
yeah, we could look at scriptures where it says that God hides things for us, and it's, you've got to pursue them. And we could look at things like that. But I really feel that the major issue is our minds aren't renewed because we fall into the pattern of this is the way to pray. And we, we follow a pattern. And we don't see any results or very limited results. And we think, well, someday along the line, it'll, I'm sure it'll happen. And of course, it, it doesn't because we're still following that pattern and our mind's not renewed. And to show you that even these, um, I'll call them superstars, you know, so we'll think about, uh, what's her name, the guy, lady who's out in um, Mozambique. Um, Heidelberger. yeah. She has this stunning testimony, but it reveals how our minds aren't renewed. She's driving home from, she's done a mission trip, she's driving home to her centre, and she, uh, I've got to get this right, Oh, she's going home to do a, a um, like all the leaders of her churches are gathering together and she's going to speak at it. So she's determined to get home to be able to do that talk. And the Holy Spirit says, stop. And it's like this battle. That can't be you, it must be me. Surely it's more important for me to go home and speak to my pastors than it is to stop here on this dirt track. And I don't know why I'm stopping. And there's that battle going on. But she knows enough to humble herself and say, OK, I'm stopping. I don't know why I'm stopping, but I'm stopping. She stops and there's a, a woman who's like sat in the, in the dirt. There's a mud hut sat in the dirt. She's, the woman's blind she goes across she doesn't hear anything more from them but feels well, must be here she goes across to these the couple of women here she starts to talk to them asks for the name of the lady who's blind and the other woman answers by saying she hasn't got a name she's blind she has no life she's blind she has no she's no name she and Heidi is overwhelmed with compassion and thinks this is not right this woman is a child of God you know of course she has a name of course she has something important of course and so she's in the mud hugging this woman and the woman's healed the woman sees and Heidi gives her a name by this time she's late for the meeting that she was rushing back for but she said one of the other pastors took over and, and did it and what you know thinking back she said what do I prefer I want to follow you Holy Spirit and do that so just like you were saying earlier on you know do you have any of those occasions when well there was just Heidi's occasion when and how her mind needed to be renewed in that you're on God's Agenda. Do you get what I mean? Uh-huh. It's what he wants to do. Wherever that is in your business life or in your own personal life, it's what he wants to do. And yet in her there was this, I've got to get back for my important meeting. And yet for Jesus, it was that woman that was important. At that moment in time, it was the woman. 
and he just needed Heidi to come there and pray for her. So, I, my talk to you to, to this day is, please start to ask Holy Spirit for more guidance and direction, and be, let it become hungry in you. You know, let, let it become a something, not just one prayer. Oh, please, I want to hear you more. But this is something that I that I'd love you to like. It becomes part of you. You, you both want to see healing. It's something that it engages with you. It's something that ignites in you. And you, you know, you can have all the theory that you like. Do you get what I mean? You all good stuff from Rebecca. Brilliant. But the practice of it now becomes a lifetime of choosing to follow Holy Spirit in the in the detail about how to pray for someone. So in this Sunday, if we get a chance to pray for people, uh, I'm leading the service again, so we might get a chance. Uh, uh, have that in the back of your mind. It's still good to lay hands on people. It's still good to tell that sickness to go. But in the process, it's even better. Hear Holy Spirit. Do it the way he wants. And it, I'm, I'm like a preaching to myself. I am. Uh, I've had to say, I'm sorry, God. I think I've fallen into the trap of just following a pattern again. I'm very sorry. I want to learn to be bold to follow you. And Because that's the key, you see. Sometimes, what our brains does, you hear something, or you feel something, and our brain takes over, and it wants to analyse it. It wants to work out whether it's right or not. And Bill Johnson will say, so often he has to just respond quickly. And that's where he finds faith. If he waits to analyse it and work out who will he offend, who will, um, you know, will it be acceptable, uh, what will happen, what's the dangers of doing this. Well, he says he can talk himself out of walking with God so easy. And he's learnt to respond obey quickly and I think it's just a wise word to obey quickly and then the other one is that we're in a society that likes to see instant results so you know we're, we get more confidence when I pray for you, oh gosh, your knee's healed fantastic, <laughs> I get it all built up now, it's good Whereas, you know, the guy with schizophrenia, I didn't have any indication that he was well on that day. Two years later, he was, I got told he was totally well. Irving, when he prayed for the guy who was um, on deathbed with cancer, I think it was about two years later when the guy came into his surgery and said, oh, did you, by the way, I was totally healed, you know. And it's like, sometimes people don't come back and tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're just so happy with the healing and they carry on um, and so don't build your confidence on I've seen all those results build your confidence on Jesus has done everything right? I'm following it. and in that process of walking with him we will start to see more stuff happening I believe um, so that's my encouragement to you today it's if you can make it a decision Holy Spirit I need to follow you 
I need your guidance. I need to hear and see what Father's doing. At the moment, I don't hear, I don't see it, or I'm not seeing it as much as I would like to. So please, can you take me on a journey of learning to do it? And that prayer is not a one-off prayer. That's something you'll be doing all the rest of your Christian life if you want to pursue healing. Because at the moment within the church, we don't see everybody healed. Nikki and Ian Jeffries had the most wonderful experience where they went to uh, um, Bulgaria and every person who was sick that they prayed for were healed. Every person. I mean, that is just a stunning, wonderful experience. And I would love it to be here in our church. And we will get there. And we're going to see a healing revival in our church that has an impact upon our region. That's my dream, right? That's what I'm holding on to. We will get there. But Nikki and Ian had that wonderful, wonderful privilege of seeing it in Bulgaria. But that, at the moment within the church, is an isolated, uh, unfortunate, an isolated experience for us. Don't ask me why. I, there's loads of reasons I could give you. I don't know them totally. Um, but if you desire to see healing come and you are really committed to praying for any sick person you find and praying for them to be well, then what we're going to watch with Randy Clark is important to learn. Because how do you deal with the people who aren't healed? How do you deal with it? Because that's where you will be. And the trouble is, it can make you do a few things, you see. Um, uh, Somebody important in your church is dying with cancer. You call the church to pray and to fast. Well, we won't use that one. I'll just use another one. Uh, Because this one happened in our church. Um, You hear by telephone call that a couple has just had a stillbirth. And it's Sunday morning. And you get the church to pray for this baby that's just died. Well, Jesus done everything. The baby can be resurrected. You have this deep emotion for the couple. You're praying, and the prayer time is stunningly good to get to mean it. Is everybody is prayer? You know, you feel that. Ah, but the baby still dies. How do you live with it? How do you deal with it? How do you walk with it? Now, it can cause different things to happen. Well, what's the point in praying? Obviously, all this theory about praying for the sick is not right because this surely God didn't want the baby to die because it can be like that or it can be well I won't pray again until I really know how to do it and so you back off which I did you back off you don't want to do you don't want to pray for anybody that's sick because well how do you handle the emotion when you pray for them and they don't get well and they die and they're relying on you wanting you they see you as possibly the person that's gonna bring life to them and they die how do you handle it how do you keep on going and if you have this desire to pray for the sick you will battle with all of those emotions 
because at the moment we're not seeing every person healed. Fortunately, we have people like Randy Clark and Heidi Baker who are seeing significantly more miracles and more healing. Uh, and we have, as a church, seen significantly more over the last over the years we've had our destiny than we ever used to because we're beginning to believe that Jesus does it. We're beginning to believe who we are, beginning to believe in this supernatural stuff instead of denying it or feeling that we can't do it or that we're not good enough to do it or what all those silly thoughts that we used to have but even so you'll find the tension Brian Richards you know he gets prostate cancer so we pray for him he has an improvement and then he gets stomach cancer and dies <laughs> you know you think ah yes well he was in his 80s and therefore old people die well you don't have to die of cancer you don't you know he could be sat in his chair and heaven opens and he could go with Jesus I I would prefer that (laughs) Uh, so it's you will face all of these tensions but I think there's something in in you all that is saying I want to see this this is something I can really go for to see the miraculous to see healings to see people's lives changed and I want it and if you want it there's a it's a terrible thing to say but there's a price to pray for there's a price of pursuing God and wanting to see this take place Um, it doesn't seem to just fall out of the sky and oh it's so easy Um, we are strange people I think I've said uh, you know Imagine what it would be like if uh, you had a big growth and I prayed for you today and the growth fell off on the floor, writhing around the floor, and then you're totally healed. That would be stunning, wouldn't it? And, and that has happened. There are many testimonies of that sort of thing happening. Well, you know, we put it out on YouTube. See this miracle. Anybody who's got a growth would start coming. Well, let's say they do start coming and they come into this room and we, we have a, a team and we're called the growth team and we start praying for anybody that has a growth and when we pray for them the growth falls off on the floor and they're totally healed so it was one yesterday it's three today and it's ten next day it's all on the floor here and you have to clean it up the mess etc after a while people will say look this is getting a bit gross isn't it all this tissue falling on the floor all the blood and all of that it's just getting a mess maybe you could do it out in the in the in the car park at least we could hose it down and what's happening you're changing your awe and wonder of god doing the miraculous into trying to put it into a nice hygienic box that we can look after and we are like that as people and yet the thing that we want is the glory of God you know we want him to come we want the wonder well you know Jesus walking through people and healing you know it's, there's many scripture which says and everyone who came to him was healed everyone not just healed every deliverance every maimed person you know so that's like maybe you've lost an arm and it's grown back uh, every uh, demon every um, 
mental illness healed as they came to Jesus. That did not mean that everybody followed him and loved him and wanted to be with him. When he was crucified, there was like, was it three or four at the bottom of the cross? Everybody else had run away. It's like, you can have the triumphal entry and thousands saying how wonderful you are, but following God doesn't always mean that everybody's going, this is brilliant. And I've come to realise that miracles don't mean that a, a town gets saved or a city gets changed. You know, people will argue, oh, yeah, but that's, that's, that's not a miracle. What that is, is, and they'd explain it all away. Oh yeah, well that lady in that chair that Hannah prayed for, that's not really a miracle. There just happens to be a way in which, you know, uh, her probably moving around and her back's got better, you know. They'll just argue it away. They don't see it as God. Many reasons why people don't get healed. But I'm wanting to encourage you to start this passionate desire for seeing and responding to Holy Spirit. Let it become a cry in your heart because I think that's the only way that it's going to grow. Thank you for listening to the Destiny so, Podcast. Okay. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.